my babies welcome back to another episode it's your girl Majine aka Mama Maj and you are listening to Mama Majism before we get into the episode you know the drill we're gonna do ourselves a little guided meditation Uh, this is actually going to be a coherent breathing exercise I think it's a great idea to actually do these every other week just so that we are continually practicing our breath work uh, just a quick little reminder coherent breathing is all about being mindful and intentional with our breath uh, the the goal is to get to a point where we breathe five times in one minute but we will take it slow and start with three second breathing in and three second breathing out and I will let you know when we take it up so I'm just gonna count it for you and all you have to do is breathe okay all right let's make sure that we are in that comfortable position let me get my timer ready just to make sure that I keep the beat and you can close your eyes if you'd like it's whatever you're into all right we're gonna go ahead and get started Inhale, two, three. Exhale, two, three. 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 And we are going to kick it up a notch. Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, 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 Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four, exhale, 
two, three, four, kicking it up a notch. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Kicking it up a notch. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Awesome. Give yourself a round of applause. We just did almost five minutes of coherent breathing. Thank you so, 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 so much for doing that activity with me. Once again, we are going to be doing that every other week just so that we can continue to work on our mindfulness and our breathing. And, you know, this translates well with our guided meditations and affirmations because when we do our deep breaths, we want to make sure that it signals our brain that this is a time where we are solely focused on our inner selves. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into our episode. In my very first episode, I talked about how it took me so long to get started on a podcast because I didn't know where to start and I was getting in my own way. Well, I don't want y'all to end up like me and wait two plus years to get started on your dreams. So do yourself a favor and download the Anchor app. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right there on your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So they literally do all the hard work for you. But the best part is that you can get paid with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
Hello, my babies. Welcome back to another episode. It's your girl, Majine, aka Mama Maj, and you are listening to Mama Majism, an artistic movement of love and open conversation. So let's get into it. All right, we're going to see how this works, y'all. I am having technical difficulties with my camera, so I had to bring in my phone instead. So sorry for the weird transition, but you know, we're back, we're here, it's happening. So we're just going to hop right into it because this is a pretty dense, (laughs) pretty, pretty dense episode because I'm going to go through a lot. So we're going to be, I'm going to be doing my top five books of 2020. For those of you that know, last year I read about 53 books, 53 and a half if we want to get technical. I finished the 54th book on January 1st, but I'm just going to go ahead and count it to 2021. So 53 and a half-ish books. And uh, was it a journey? It really wasn't too hard uh, thanks to the Libby app. Um, I love me a, a good book that I can have and hold in my hands, but in times of COVID, in times of convenience, in times of not having the money to be able to just buy books on top of books, audiobooks are all I can afford right now because they're free. So it allowed me to read 20 million percent more books than I would have any other time. So I decided to do a top five list of of my favorite books that I read in 2020. So I am going to start with, oh, and each synopsis that I give, I got it from the internet because I am not good at explaining the, the the premises of books without spoiling it and I hate spoilers so I would not want to do that to y'all so book number one which this isn't in any specific order but one of the books I read uh, in 2020 that I thoroughly enjoyed was Naya Rivera's book Sorry Not Sorry Navigating through youth and young adulthood isn't easy, and in Sorry Not Sorry, Naya Rivera shows us that we're not alone in the highs, lows, and in-betweens, whether it's with love and dating, career and ambition, friends or gossip. Naya inspires us to follow our own destiny and step over or plod through all the crap along the way. After her rise and fall from early childhood stardom, barely etching her way through high school, a brief stint as a Hooters waitress, going through thick and thin with her mom slash manager, and resurrecting her her acting career as Santana Lopez on Glee, Naya emerged from these experiences with some key life lessons. Now, for those of you who don't know, which I'm not sure how you wouldn't, but Naya Rivera unfortunately passed in 2020, um, which still a lot of confusion as to how it happened. But all I know is that I have always loved and admired that queen ever since um, Glee. And I mean, she was in a couple of uh, childhood shows that I had watched, but of course I didn't know who she was at the time or paid attention enough (laughs) to realize. But looking back, watching those episodes, it just warms my heart because I'm like, yes, girl, you was always the truth. Uh, Anyway, focusing back on what we're talking about here, (laughs) I love this book because um, it allowed us to see her growth um, from her becoming a childhood actress to um, where she ended up, how far she ended up going, which still she had so, so much more life to live and so much more presence to give us. Uh, It showed me that she was a true talent being able to you know, read a script for like an hour and just have it memorized, you know, like uh, queen status for sure. 
Um, but this was a really good book. And it taught me a lot of lessons about, uh, for example, like laughing at gossip. I mean, she's a celebrity, so of course she heard, you know, there's a lot of things about her in the tabloids and stuff. And, you know, she was an ex of Big Sean and I don't fuck with you was inspired by her or whatever the case may be. So getting to hear her side of the story was pretty fucking epic, if I do say so myself. Um, but also, even when it comes to financial troubles, like she was able to find her way out of it through various reasons or whatever but it, it was just a beautiful story about like just being inspired and not being sorry about being yourself so I would recommend this book for people who want to get into the acting business and kind of want to see what it's like on the other side um, also for people who want to know how to um, handle unsuccessful moments with grace because Queen did that and uh, how to be an ally and an advocate for people who need the representation because um, her role in Glee was very pivotal uh, for the queer community. And that was something that she fought for, um, even though she was a straight woman. She saw the importance of people having that, um, seeing that on TV. And so just an effortless queen. I love her and uh, my heart is with her always. So that is book one. Book two is called They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. Now I know what you're thinking because I thought it too. As I mentioned, I don't like spoilers and the title definitely gives away the biggest plot, which is they die. whoever they are, they both die at the end, right? Um, so just to give a little synopsis, uh, on September 5th, a little after midnight, Deathcast calls Mateo and Rufus to give them some bad news. They're going to die today. Mateo and Rufus are total strangers, but for different reasons. They're both looking to make a new friend on their end day. Uh, the good news, there's an app for that. It's called The Last Friend, and through it, Rufus and Mateo are about to meet up for one last great adventure to live a lifetime in a single day. I think this was a really refreshing book, um, and I think it fits perfectly with this theme of, you know, the, it being, for me, 2021 being the year of living. This was a perfect book to have read when I did because it really put into perspective the things that we take for granted. Living each day, you know, day by day, we kind of get into this monotonous pattern of like, oh, gotta wake up, gotta brush my teeth, gotta go to work, gotta go home, gotta take a shower, you know? And, it, and we forget to kind of live in the moment and be mindful. But if, if we lived in a world where we were told on that day that we're gonna die, we don't know what time, we just know some point in that day, we're, we're just not gonna live anymore. Would you go about your day differently? Would you regret the decisions that you made before that moment? Or would, did you live the, your life the way that, you know, you should have lived it the whole entire time? These are things that, you know, Adam Silvera had me thinking about reading this book and uh, 10 out of 10, I just absolutely love it. So I'd recommend this book to anyone who is struggling with uh, trying to find a reason why. And that could mean a, a plethora of things, trying to find a reason why to live, why why them, why, why this life, you know, so many, so many questions that really kind of just make you question why, you know? Um, but there are also good good notes. Um, uh, if you value friendships and friendships turn family, this is a really good book for that as well. Uh, okay, the next book is by Tracy Dion called Legendborn. 
quick little synopsis for you. After her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Bree Matthews wants nothing to do with her family memories or childhood home. A residential program for bright high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect escape until Bree witnesses a magical attack her very first night on campus. Now this book was jam-packed with some mythical creatures, some magic, some mystery. Oh, beautiful, 10 out of 10. Uh, a black female lead, you feel me? Like we, it, it's basically Harry Potter um, meets fucking, I don't even know. It's just, it, it's with more mature themes, I guess you could say. Um, so I would recommend this book for anyone who likes fantasy or uh, magical books like Harry Potter. Uh, and who likes, who enjoys a book with a good, strong female lead protagonist. Um, and there are a lot more, there's a lot more to this book than just that little bit. But again, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and the next book is this one. I'll save that one for last, actually. Uh, the next book on the list is the Caraval series by Stephanie Garber. Uh, so Scarlet Dragna has never left has never left the tiny island where she and her sister Tella live with their powerful and cruel father. Now Scarlet's father has arranged a marriage for her, and Scarlet thinks her dreams of seeing Caraval, the faraway once-a-year performance where the audience participates in the show, are over. But this year, Scarlet's long-dreamt long dreamt of invitation finally arrives with the help of a mysterious sailor Tella whisks Scarlet away to the show only as soon as they arrive Tella is kidnapped by Caraval's mastermind organizer legend it turns out that this season's Caraval revolves around Tella and whoever finds her first is the winner Scarlet has been told that everything that happens during Caraval is only an elaborate performance nevertheless she becomes enmeshed in a game of love heartbreak and magic oh I love this series so much. There are three books um, and it reminded me, it gave me the feeling of when I read Hunger Games and Divergent for the first time. It just, it, it transports you into this whole new world that you, you feel like you know, but you don't know at all. And it's just beautifully written, really good. Loved it, 10 out of 10. And I'd recommend this book to anyone who, again, enjoys magical books, um, is into the enemies to lovers trope. And once again, a strong female lead. Um, I'm pretty sure you're seeing a theme. And the final book that I want to talk about. Now, this one was life-changing for me. This is by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and it is called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Just to give a brief, semi-brief synopsis. Uh, aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon Evelyn Hugo is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. When she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant for the job, no one in the journalism community is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? Monique is not exactly on top of the world. Her husband, David, has left her, and her career has stagnated. Regardless of why Evelyn has, chose her, has chosen her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. Summoned to Evelyn's Upper East Side apartment, Monique listens as Evelyn unfurls her story. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s, to her decision to leave show business in the late 80s, and of course, the seven husbands along the way. As Evelyn's life unfolds, revealing a ruthless ambition, an unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love, Monique begins to feel a very 
begins to feel a very real connection to the actress. But as Evelyn's story catches up with the present, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own in tragic and irreversible ways. I could not have written that any better. I didn't write it. Uh, I got that online, <laughs> I think from Goodreads. Um, but y'all, this book, 10 million out of 10. And I, I truly wish that I could explain why I love this book so much, but for fear of ruining ruining the beauty of the book, I can't go any further than what they shared. But um, I will say that this book had a way of breaking my heart and piecing it back together again. I loved it so much. <laughs> and it made me happy and sad at the same time. By the time that I finished it, I cried so much. Um, but I would definitely recommend this book for people who who love a little bit of a little bit of messiness. You know, I'm my petty folks, people who are into like Hollywood glam and scandal. Uh, this book isn't based off of any particular like actress or anything. It's not like an autobiography or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure that it is inspired by a couple of Hollywood moguls in the time at the time like Marilyn Monroe and a couple other people whose names I don't know but um, <laughs> that's kind of the era that we're looking at it in um, and then there's a bit of mystery in the book uh, and truly that I think once you read the book you'll understand why I feel the way that I do there's I can't explain it any other way than that but this is truly something that I feel like everyone should read at least this is a book that everyone should read at least once in their life um, and it'll become apparent as you read. And so I'm actually really glad that I gave this book a go and I can't wait to buy it and have it as a part of my library because this is that truly, like I can't express how much I fell in love with this book and I want others to read it and fall in love with it as well. So if there is any book that I have mentioned today that resonated with you, I hope it's that one just off of the mystery alone because I can't fully tell you why it's such a good book. But if you do happen to pick it up and read it, hit me up let's talk about it because I have been dying to talk to somebody about this book um and if not if even for any of the other books if you if you decide to read let's talk about it maybe I might start another podcast where I actually go more deep in depth with books because this was just not enough time but I can't I can't um devote any more time than this to the books that I read because again I read a lot of them last year and I plan on reading even more this year um so yeah the challenge for this week is if you've read a book recently, whether it be 2020 or maybe not, because some people don't really read that much and that's okay. You know, whatever it is you're into. If you, but if you have happened to read a book recently that really resonated with you and you feel like would be a great book for other people to have in their arsenal, please feel free to share. I would love to add more books on my to read list. So please don't be afraid to reach out and let me know. You can still call into the pod if you'd like. But yeah, uh, the challenge is really to kind of think about what book or maybe even television series or movie that you watched recently that resonated with you the way that these books resonated for me. Uh, and just like how I recommended them to specific types of people, maybe whatever uh, book or movie or TV show that you thought about that you feel like would resonate with some people, go ahead and take it an extra step and actually go and recommend it to said friend or person that you have in mind or to me if you feel like it's something that I'd be really interested in. I'm also really open to all kinds of books. I like to read a plethora, but at the same time, I know that I can be challenged in a few ways as well. So. I don't really like history type of books or um, 
autobiographies or things like that, but I can appreciate them. So if you have a good one in mind that you want to recommend, please go for it. I would love to read about it, but just, I'll only know if you let me know. So <laughs> slide in a DM, send me a voice memo, whatever feels right to you. But that's it for the episode this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it was a lot. It was very dense, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And maybe you might actually check out a book or two. Until next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and follow all the socials at Mama Majism. That's M-A-M-M-A-J-I-S-M. If you decide you want to financially support me, on my accounts you'll be able to find out how. Thanks in advance. (laughs) Until we meet again, please be kind to one another. And from the bottom of my heart, I love you.